Imagine your wedding day with unparalleled service, commanding views and mature grounds on one of Ireland's most beautiful family-run countryside estates. Located on our private shores of Loch Sheelan, Quilver House Hotel in Cavan offers you a personal service with exceptional attention to detail to ensure your memories last a lifetime. All-inclusive winter wedding packages available for 2017. To find out more, visit our wedding open day, Sunday, July 24th from 2 to 6 p.m. See quilverhousehotel.com for more. It's back to the drawing board for us and, and, and shooting practice. We, we were trying to force it a wee bit. They were getting the turnovers and you know, that was killing us. And Tyrone driving through. Peter Hart beside McAllister. Oh, great goal. For the first 10 minutes, Cavan were coming up and it was, it was over and back. In the second half, geez, they shut up shop. That's it, full-time whistle has been blown and Tyrone are through to their 22nd Ulster final. Cabin will play Carlo in the qualifiers. Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another McAvoy Super Value GA podcast on wearecabin.com. It's another Moby moment where... Uh, Reeling in the defeat of Tyrone, unfortunately Cavan coming up short. I'm delighted to be joined in studio by the uh, the old romantic uh, Paul Fitzpatrick. Rumor is it you're, you're falling out of love, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> Some people were commenting on Facebook saying, "Is, is your wedding off? I'm getting, <laughs> I'm getting married there this year." But um, I actually did get an email from someone um, who asked me, "Was it was it a fictitious person or was it a real person?" <laughs> and I said no, it's a fo- it's a football. I hope it wasn't Valerie. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't ourselves. But look at it, it's. It's. Uh, I think Moby has it right there. Why does Why does my heart feel so bad? You can just imagine how the players must be feeling because, from a supporter's point of view, it's it's a sore one, isn't it? It really is. Yeah, it's it's a very sore one. But then, is there a part of it that, in every in every part of being a supporter, as we are first and foremost, I suppose. It's always extremes. We're, we're either over the moon that we're, we're the best in the world, or we're, we're the worst in the world. And neither is ever really a reality. It's it, it's somewhere in between. This is the natural state of the Cavan supporter. Let's be honest here. If if we didn't have our great history up until say nineteen sixty nine, we would be down there with the Longfords and the Leitrims. And there's no disrespect to them because that's the kind of the kind of success rate we've had in the last 50 years. And we've put together a couple of mini-runs. We've won one Ulster title in 50 years. Once or twice we've got up to Division 1 football, but this is the natural condition of the cabin footballer. But, but what conditions our thoughts is this race memory, it's like a tribal memory, somewhere back, me and you don't remember it, but we know what's there, this mm. success. And that's what somehow you're longing for this success that we think is our birthright, which that's not coming back. We're never going to win five All-Irelands in 20 years again. It's not going to happen, but we might get back up a bit, and it's all part of this yearning for success. Tom McIntyre, the poet, called it the delicious ache of cabin footballers. There's something delicious about it. You can't get enough of it, but yet it's an ache, it's a pain, like it's a throbbing. I don't know how you can describe it, but it's it's um, it's tough on, on weeks like this because you, I described it in the paper as gubu, grotesque, unbelie- unbelievable, bizarre and unprecedented. You know, it was grotesque from the point of view that we were leaving two on two in our own half of the field. You don't see that anymore. That was that was just so horrifying to see in the second half of the game. It was unbelievable because nobody saw that coming. It was bizarre because how can we lose by 
pick up 14 points down against a team that we've run close several times this year. And it was unprecedented because it broke so many records. 518 is the highest score any team has ever scored in Ulster, bar Cavan against Fermanagh in 1946. 217 is the highest a losing team has ever scored in Championship football. The combination is the highest score in an Ulster Championship game ever. Yeah, like if you look back between 1946 and now, I was trying to work it out. You've an average, you've an average of 10, 12 games in the Ulster Championship every year with replays and stuff like that, and that's that's almost 80 years ago. 1946. Sorry, it's almost 70 years. Say it is 70 years ago yeah. this year. So there's there's close to close to um, a thousand games. Am I right in saying that? Yeah, t- 70 by. By ten, you know, seven hundred, seven hundred fifty yeah. games yeah, in the Ulster Championship. Be, yeah, you'd be about seven hundred games, I'd say. Seven hundred games in the Ulster Championship. Yeah, and we've no in those seven hundred games, nobody has conceded what we conceded last Sunday. And the killing thing is, we have a good team. We thought we had a good team. In other years, we've had bad defeats and wrote it off as it's a poor team. We're getting there. This is rock bottom now. Let's start again. Is is there is there a, a case? And I was as shocked at the time as you were. That we left two v two in the back and and uh, in the second half and kind of thought like this you know you're never going to outscore Tyrone with that system, but as somebody else pointed out to me then during the week, well, the last time we found ourselves in that situation was in Navin against Mead and they threw caution to the wind, threw everybody forward, and it turned the Cavan season. So. You you, you 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 can only draw on your previous experiences to get you through the next one. And that's what the Cavan team done, the management. They they drew on that experience, thought it might be enough, and it turned out it wasn't. Yeah, I, I never thought of that mid game. That's a good point, actually, and that's what we did. But what was so key to that game was we probably had a few lads on better form. I know you're against a lesser quality team. I was just going to say that. I know this respects to Mead, but it, it was a, a, a different outfit. Like There's nobody talking that Mead might challenge Dublin for an All-Ireland. Yeah, you know? absolutely. It, and their own were third favourites for the All-Ireland going in last Sunday. And I have to say, they're better than I gave them credit for. Mm-hmm. Not, that, not that that'll register on their radar, but they are better than I gave them credit for. Um, but like, the, like Mickey Hart couldn't have, he, he couldn't have uh, dreamed a better scenario that Kevin would do that that Cavan would leave a whole half of the field open, every man go forward, and all they had to do, it's like like Joe Bradley said, uh, coming to the parlour, said the, the spider to the fly, Cavan just walked into their web, got, got tangled up, and then just, they were running in quicksand trying to get back, like, and, Ah, you know, it maybe, was, maybe it we should was, cancel this podcast, it, No, 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 we, we, we've got to keep it going, I suppose, to, 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 Reflect on the disappointment. We've a couple of interviews. Uh, we'll start off with Key and Mackey. He spoke to me immediately after the game in Centurion's Park in Clonus. Joined by Key and Mackey here after a very disappointing Ulster semi final defeat to Tyrone. Uh, Key, and I suppose that's four times now you've played Tyrone this year, learning every time, hopefully, but their, their ability to take chances in front of goal has to be respected. Uh, without a doubt, like the forwards, every single one of the forwards and chip away scores, no problem. Like the the kick points from anywhere, you know, they're very comfortable off both feet and, and that was probably our downfall in the first half. We were getting chances to kick scores and we weren't and it was the same the last day, we weren't just taking our chances so it's uh, it's back to the drawing board for us and, and, and shooting practice without a doubt. Yeah, well it's 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 something that can be worked on. The opportunities after the two goals that, that Peter Hart scored, Cavan seemed to be trying to force a, a goal, you know, it, it probably wasn't the right decision. Probably not. No, like we had we had chances maybe to clip the ball over the bar, me included. And I think the big one at the end was uh, 
Mossy had had the penalty and it wasn't given, you know, and we felt that they were they were given out the field. Them sort of fouls were being given out the field and, and if we had got the penalty there it would have brought us right back into the game. But uh oh, look we'd have to learn to learn to keep going and Yeah, you mentioned the uh, penalty incident there. Looks like Cavan aren't just getting the rub of the green with the referees. Uh, the free count was 21 uh, to Tyrone and 11 to Cavan. Again, Cavan getting less frees than the opposition. Is there a problem with referees maybe not giving Cavan the freeze or are Cavan fouling too much and it's something that needs to be worked on? Yeah, I'm not really sure. You know, you, you'd feel that our tackling isn't, isn't that bad, but sometimes maybe leaving the hand in and maybe we don't hit the deck as easy on occasions you know maybe when we should you know we're probably trying to, to drive through whereas maybe if we hit the deck there's a better chance of getting a free but look that's not really in our nature to go down you know we want to want to play the game in the right way and that's not saying Tyrone are going down easy or anything like that but it's just the Lake of Mossy core doesn't hit the deck too often you know and maybe that goes against them with referees you know so we just have to maybe just be a bit cuter and maybe play the referee and the decisions he's given how big of a loss was it losing David Givney so early in the game because the aerial ball the high ball going in especially with Eugene Keaton beside him it drew the sweepers that Tyrone were playing back it gave you a wee bit more space out the field they could maybe get shots from distance so you know it, it was a big blow it was a big blow like David you know he's going to cause anyone trouble you know and him and Eugene were starting to, to click nicely inside but look at that can happen at any stage of a championship match so we have to learn to adapt you know so if uh, if David's not available next Saturday evening we'll have Jack we'll have Shawnee we'll have Paul O'Connor you know loads of boys to come in and they'll just have to do a job yeah next Saturday evening is going to be a test of this Cavan team see how quick he can bounce back Carlo in Kingsman Breffney Park is not going to be easy oh no definitely not uh, definitely not we have to uh, we have to just we just have to kick on and, and hopefully get a result Club V is Cavan's best over 21's entertainment venue. With state-of-the-art lighting and sound system, VIP room with bar, as well as a cocktail bar, outdoor heated and fully seated smoking area, so you can sit, relax and take time to catch up with friends. Club V opens every Saturday night and holiday Sunday at 11pm. To find out more about Club V and our upcoming events, follow us on Twitter or become a fan on Facebook. Club V Virginia at the Riverfront Hotel. So that was a disappointed key in Mackie. Um, I suppose, Paul, from a personal point of view, though, he racked up, was it one, one three? One three, yeah. I thought he had a great game. And, you know, he, he, was, he was breaking the line and creating things early on in the game when it was a game. Not when when there was when there was fourteen points down and Tyrone were running in subs and taking a foot off the gas, um, some Cavan fellas were running through. No, what else are you going to do? Like it's not a criticism, but you have to evaluate when the scores came. I know Mikey got a goal and maybe a point later on, but he was creating things early on and he was taking the fight to Tyrone. He kicked a great point with his left foot early on. I watched that back and it was a hell of a point, like a great solo run, mm-hmm. ran right down the. Um, into the into the, channel, gauntlet, like, yeah. into the scoring zone and, and his right foot was, appeared to be covered so he was comfortable enough to turn on to the left foot and, and put it over the bar he mentioned it himself there in the interview about wrong decisions at crucial stages he possibly took one himself with the left foot that, that four minute spell five minute spell after Tyrone reeled off 2-2 in the first half we created four scoring chances and took none of them. Kean Mackey, Eugene Keaton, Martin Riley. You know, the players that you, you'd expect their experience to have come through, but 
maybe they've never found themselves in that situation before. But had we ticked on them four points, maybe got the penalty, maybe Colin McShane's point doesn't go over, you're you're looking at a completely different half time talk. Yeah, and a different setup in the second half as well. But you know, Eugene Keating was a disappointment. He hasn't he hasn't found his best form since he's come back to the cabin panel. And even from from the word go, he came back along with David Givney. Um, I haven't been bowled away more or less for the same length of time. And even from the word go, Givney seemed to be getting back into this swinging things a little bit quicker. Which is funny because Eugene had probably played a bit more yeah. club football yeah. in Dublin, but it, he just found it found it tough to get back to the to the level of it. And you know, I. He's a confidence player. He had a couple of chances early on. He looked sharp. There's one where he cut across in front of a, of a defender and a forward, grabbed the, the ball, shot. hooked it, and he was unlucky. Like another it, it, six inches, and Morgan wouldn't have pulled it down. Uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. Because it, I'd say technically it was over the bar when Morgan caught it. Yeah. You know, it it was unlucky, but those are the margins of error that that just when they go against you, they really go against. They you. do, but if he had put that over and got his confidence up. God knows, you could have seen a 2013 style performance with him lighting up the stage with, with with his shooting and that. So he wasn't too. That's that's the point, I suppose. And we're going to need him. David Givney's out now. It's it's it hasn't been stated how long, but we're hearing rumours of long term injury here. So Eugene Keaton's going to have to step up, be that ball winner in the full forward line. Yeah, he is. Uh, and you know, I think Eugene Keaton with his physical attributes. He could go to town on Carlo this weekend, and he could get his confidence back, and he could be a real handful again. Yeah, but I, I, I just don't know. Like it didn't, it didn't seem to work from last weekend. Um, with Givney gone, it's going to be a totally different approach because Givney offers something that no other cabin player offers. As does Keating, like um, in a different way. In the forward line is, you know, we're always talking about the cabin panel, but in the forward line is the area where we, especially the inside forward line, we still don't have massive cover. Like you see, maybe uh, Sean Johnston not getting picked last week. Um, David Givney now injured. Eugene Keating a bit off form, and suddenly you're looking a bit threadbare in there. Um, yeah. I know Jack Brady's there to come in. Tom Hayes is a lad who was who was making great strides uh, maybe a year ago, and seems to have not not uh, moved on and got his place in the team. Maybe it's because of the fellas that came back that that mid competition places a bit harder, but. I'd like to see Tom Hayes maybe get a run in there as well, and I'd really like to see Jerry Smith get a get a longer run to see what he can do. Yeah, definitely. He he made one brilliant interception and 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 broke up the field. Like he he looks like he's coming to form, and he he looks like he's got the physique as well. So it'll be interesting to see will Terry use this opportunity at the weekend to give some lads a bit more game time because um, it, it's going to be going forward that we build more of a panel, more more strength into it. I also spoke with Killian Clark after the game, um, and here's what he had to say. Joined here by Killian Clark after a disappointing Ulster semi-final defeat to what can only be said, Killian, as a, a very impressive Tyrone team. Uh, yeah, definitely. No, like they, they got the early goals there in the first half, and you know we probably felt that we had to step out and you know attack the game more than we probably would normally be used to and normally would be comfortable with. And um, you know, like I think it was two seventeen. We finished up with two seventeen. Win most games, you know. So um, you know, probably just the, uh, we were getting turned over in the tackles when we were going through, and then we had the numbers committed forward, and then you know the space was there at the back for them to exploit. So you know, it's a learning curve. You know, it wasn't our day today, but hopefully we can rectify that from it Saturday. Yeah, I suppose the, uh, the the two goals in the five minute spell that Throne got them were, were killer blows. Cavan had opportunities after those, but seemed to be looking to go for goals instead of maybe ticking on points. It's it's a, a difficult thing when you go five six points behind like that to not just be patient. 
Definitely, you know, like we probably had a few, few chances in the second half. We felt we, were, we needed a few goals, so we were trying to force it a wee bit and we were getting the turnovers, or they were getting the turnovers, and you know, that was killing us, you know. But um, it could have pipped, up, pipped over the points, but you know. Uh, it's not much but I wouldn't read in that too much no. there was a, a lot of talk in at half time about two decisions one looked like a wide from Cotton McShane was given as a point and very crucially the penalty not given to Mossy Core had, had you a view on the incident? Uh, I was right behind Mossy you know, it was probably similar enough to one to uh, Mackey's against Armagh you know, he was going through a goal and he went to pulling it and you know, the body just kind of smothered him or you know, stopped him from kicking the ball you know, whatever way you want to look at it you can look at it but uh, you know, I probably felt it was a penalty. But you know, we're not going to throw the ties out of the pram over either. You know, that wasn't the winner losing the game. There's a lot of talk about referees at the minute. The, the free count again going against Cavan. 21 frees awarded to Tyrone and only 11 awarded to Cavan. Is, is there a problem with Cavan's discipline and tackling, or is it a perception of referees? Uh, no, I wouldn't say there was uh, anyway. Looking at that, you know, we probably when we were getting turned over you know we're like we we're giving away a cheap ball and we we're probably putting in stupid fouls just to get the numbers back you know and you know we probably learned that from their own in the league and different things like that you know the like slowing up the game you can see there they were submitting they were giving giving us the short kick at every time you know and they weren't as comfortable when we could get the ball out from 40 50 yards and if we you know if when we did give the short kick out you know we were receiving the short kick out they could get the numbers back and that, that's what killed us you know it, le- it leaves it difficult. You're going into Carlow next Saturday evening in Kingspan Breffney Park. You know, it's, I suppose it's an opportunity. It's a good thing about sport. You do get a chance to redeem yourself. Is there a big appetite in the Cavan team to go on and maybe push on to an All Ireland quarter final or further? Oh, definitely. No, that's the, you know that was also final and also championship was definitely our goal. You know, a short term goal, but a long term goal was go well in the qualifiers, All Ireland semi final, All Ireland final. It's not like Cavan's grass, you know. This, it's a good test of character. We have a six-day turnaround, and you know the best judgment of character is when your back's against the wall. You know, and we're after coming out of a heavy defeat there, and you know it'll test us, and hopefully, can raise the challenge for Saturday. Check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy's Super Value Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. So looking back on the game, Killian Clark was in a difficult position. He was after coming in on the on the back of a couple of not not the best displays by his standard. But I really thought this weekend he stepped up. I thought he had a very good game overall. Yeah, I thought so too. Looking at the stats, um, I think he had 19 possessions. He scored a great point. As well in the first half, when things were things were tight and we needed leaders, and he stood up. Yeah. I thought he, I did, I, th- I thought he had a great game as well. He indicated it from the first two or three minutes. You could see him just running around like a loose cannon, just trying to get his energy up, and and you could see his energy was there. He was going to impose himself on the game, and, and I thought it was brilliant to see. It delighted for him. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, like he's he's a thoroughbred. Like I think we're we're all agreed on that. And as is Garoge McKernan, but. Um, Things haven't. Garoge came in came in off a, a majestic run on the twenty one level when he he was captain and man of the match in the Ulster final in the first one that Cavan have won in fifteen years. Like it was, it may as well have been the first one ever because it was such a long run of yeah. no success. That's where where he built his name and he stood stood up tall in, on that team and led that team. He came into a very bad senior team and just as he was, he, I remember he came into the team that summer and he was burnt out after the under twenty one and. He didn't really make an impression against Donegal. I remember having a great game against Fermanagh in the qualifiers the following year, where we were seven points down. It was Garoge and Karen who, who stood up yeah. and and took the fight to them. 
Um, this year in the league, we wouldn't have got promoted without him. Bear in mind, he's had two serious injuries in that time. So things have just kind of got away from him when it comes to championship. And I think that uh, I have heard some people grumbling and saying Garoche hasn't done it in the championship yet. And I'd say he's he's well aware himself of of where his performances are in league football or where they have been in flashes in championship and where they can get to. But like he got sussed out a little bit the first day against Tyrone. It passed him by. He was very tightly marked. It was just one of those days. And the same happened with Killian Clark probably the first day as well. Last week, the first 35-40 minutes, like he, he didn't get into the game. Mm. Again, he got into it more than he did the previous week, and they put him on the freeze. And I can understand the logic of that because it gets um, him involved. It gets him involved. It's like it's like what we talked to in the podcast last year with Balinia. Niall, or they put Colin Gumley taking some freeze. Balinia did last year. Yeah. Suddenly he was he was back to his old self from play as well because it it gives a player confidence to know that he's got a few numbers after his name. Yeah, and uh, you know I, it worked to an extent because although. <laughs> People are saying, "Oh, he only came into it, you know, when when the game was over." But maybe, and I'm 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 hoping for Garrod's sake that 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 last fifteen minutes where he 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 got what three four points um, might just be enough for him to say, "Well, look, at I I can do it. I can do it." Now, the critics will say, "Oh, it was at a stage when Tyrone didn't give a shit, and you know they they had got loose on Garrod and gave him the freedom, but." We we need we need Grod Grod. I think the thing is everybody knows Grod is capable. He, he shows throughout his league football what he's capable of doing. And against Armagh, like particularly in the first half against yeah. Armagh, he was the best man in the field. It's just it's just that next step up. And I don't think talking to last year Liam McHale, talking to like different people outside of Cavan, you know, they, he is so highly rated. I I wonder is it a confidence issue with Grod that he doesn't believe maybe that he's as highly rated as he is across the country, you know? Yeah, maybe. Like, he, he's a very modest fella. Like, yeah. he's a modest superstar, you could say. But I, I also think that it's because he gets so much attention from opposition as well. And he, that's something he's probably going to have to learn to cope with. Like, but they, they know that if you stop Groves with Karen, like, he is the leader of the team. I do think he, is, he has strong leadership qualities and he's proven that. Um, I, I think that he should be coming into his prime now. And look at... Garoge McCarran could turn around and, and this could still be a championship to remember for Garoge because the draw is set out nicely for Cavan if they can regroup. The six-day turnaround is tip, is traditionally a course, but it's not going to be a course this week. With all due respect to Carlo, and Carlo are probably better than, than Carlo generally are. Like they've got they won three games in Division 4, which they don't usually do. Yeah. They, they've, they've got a good championship win under the belts against Wicklow. So they're probably a little bit better. That said, what are they? If they're 25th in the country at best, 26th, you could, it'd be hard to make a case for them being any higher. So, like, Cavan have got to be winning it. And it, it might work out to be the perfect game. Yeah, well, it should be because the, the the beautiful thing about the back door is you don't have to lick your wounds for a year after being beaten in the provincial championships. You get a chance to come back. And Cavan can't afford to... to concentrate too much on, on, on what happened against Tyrone they have to look forward now into Carlo and it is a great opportunity Kingsman Breffney Park Saturday evening you know big open field it should be an opportunity for them to show that they're better than they actually played against maybe against um, Tyrone at the at the weekend and the thing also about the qualifiers is the qualifiers qualifiers were brought in in 2001 to give teams a second chance they were trained so hard all year and 16 teams were gone but with one day to show for it and 
in theory it was a good idea but all it has done over the years is it has left the strong getting stronger and the weak getting weaker because yeah. you might beat a Dublin once would say you're not going to beat them twice you might someone might catch Kerry in Munster on the odd year but then no no team is going to catch him in the qualifiers for a while you know, and that's been proven but the, that can work in Cavan's favour because now we should be looking and go we're in the Division 1 team yeah. starting off next February we're now the strong exactly. and, and we're in a position where these teams should be cannon father to us so it, it gives Cavan the second chance whereas it's given the smaller teams the second chance just to get beaten most yeah. of the time maybe right. get, get a lucky draw against a team of their own status and get beaten by a by a stronger team because there haven't been many upsets in the football championship this year like Cavan are going to go in as favourites if Cavan keep winning they're going to go in as favourites in every game to the quarter final now yeah all the way up and, so, and, and even even if they did end up in a quarter final there's a possibility they could go in as favourites because they could end up with Galway or maybe even Roscommon and, and maybe be favourites it's hard to know but it's it's a possibility anyway at this stage Terry Highlands named his team last night um, he's made four changes the team is Raymond Galligan in goals Killian Brady Rory Dunn and Park Faulkner make up the full back line Fergal Flanagan Connor Mina and Kieran Brady are the half back line in the middle of the field it's Tomas Corr and he's partnered by Liam Buchanan the half forward line then is Darren McFeedy, Gerard McKiernan, and Killian Clark, and the full forward line is Key and Mackey, Eugene Keaton, and Sean Johnston. Four changes on the Cavan team: um, McEnroe, Niall Murray, Martin Riley, and then David Givney first out through injury. But um, the three changes that well, I'm not too sure about the other boys. Maybe there are injuries there in place. But would you agree with the changes? Uh, yeah, well, I think I think Niall Murray um, didn't have his best game last Sunday, and James McEnroe, even though I I thought there was a big game in him because he had he had held his his end up pretty well coming in sort of out from the cold the first day, and I thought that he he'd uh, it would really stand to him, but I thought it kind of bypassed him as well, so might not be any harm to make a change there. I'm surprised to see Martin Riley um, being dropped. I'm guessing that he must be injured because. Um, I'm surprised to see him being dropped. I'd always have him on the team. Like he's one yeah. of our most consistent players. It, it's it's hard to know. I I think when I think back over the the, the game against Thorne, that crucial stage that I I keep on harping on about, I thought Martin Riley's decision making in that crucial stage was was quite poor. I I thought he should have tapped over a couple of points. He scored a lovely point on the right foot, so confidence should have been up. But there was one incident that stands in my head where. He had the opportunity to shoot on the left foot, had enough space, he was only 25 yards out and he was on his left foot and he took a, either a solo or a bounce to try and manoeuvre it in a wee bit closer looking for a goal chance when it was never really on. He lost possession and Tyrone went up the field. I, I, I just thought that maybe those decisions, we've seen it a little bit a little bit more often this year with Martin where he seems to be struggling to get the shooting confidence right. You know, his work rate is always brilliant and, and from out the field he transitions the ball between the two forty fives brilliantly. But when he finds himself in that scoring position, I don't think he, he, he backs himself enough. Yeah, well he, the the weakest part of his game is probably his kicking. You know, I know he can kick off the ground and stuff like that, but if you if you were if you were to say what's Martin Riley's best attributes, you're gonna probably say pace, ball carrying, uh, conditioning yeah, uh, yeah, work rate and kicking as well down the line. Whereas for another player, kicking might be might be his best thing. Like so, the funny thing is, and I I, I had uh, I worked with him a wee bit at underage with development squad. His kicking is actually something that technically it's it's very good. He can kick well, but it it just doesn't seem to be 
he doesn't seem to have have the confidence to do it. it definitely, I'd agree with you. You'd say it's it it is his weakest point at the minute. But I know I know from watching him, and I've seen him with Killigarry down through the years, where he can deliver these beautiful passes. He can use that left foot both inside outside of that boot to to devastating effect but he, at come county level he doesn't seem to be using it or, or confident he is. Yeah he, he does sometimes I suppose like he, he had a great game remember I think he got seven points against Derry a couple of years ago a couple of ma- massive yeah. points I, I personally think Martin Riley is a great player and he'd, we won't appreciate Martin Riley till he is retired we look back and say the work that man has gone through for Cavan over the years he's put up a lot of scores he's generally always fit he's always available from McKenna Cup right through he plays every game and I, I personally think Martin Riley is is a is a top quality talent like he's he's has got the conditioning to the level of of any player in the country I, I'd say so I think he has an awful lot going for him but um, the extra few percent like you want to be getting a few more scores out of him probably to really bring him on like if he's going to be like a Paul Flynn style yeah um, he's got to be chipping in with a few a few scores and he is I know he scored a point with his right foot last week but he's a wee bit reliant on the left like a lot, lot of left footers are and that probably is a bit of a weakness as well like. He, he generally doesn't like going on to his right. He was forced onto his right and he put it over last week, but he generally is very, he loads going on to his right foot. Yeah, yeah. He's not yeah. one of these fellas like, who, who just, like Johnston would say, who just is happy to go either way. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Everyone's talking about Luna Bar, Cavan's most vibrant new venue. With our big screen TVs, Live music every weekend and free function room. We cater for everyone. Luna Bar, Main Street Cavan, the newest hotspot in town. Definitely not. It's um, you. I was listening to a podcast earlier on today and. Um, they were previewing Galway against Roscommon and they were talking about the Roscommon forward line. Every one of their forward line is capable of scoring three, four points in a game. We don't have that at the minute in our forward line and we we probably need that. Yeah, we probably do need that, to be honest. Um, the funny thing is, when there might be more of, a, of that to it maybe this week um, when you look at it, but yeah, we probably do need that. Mickey Hannon made a good point in his column in the Celt this week where he said that um, the Cavan management should use this opportunity to throw in the young fellas he said he he referred to when he was playing and they had a heavy uh, semi-final replay loss to Tyrone as well in, 11 years ago and he said for the quali- the Cavan went on had a decent run I think they beat, they beat Mead and, and um, Donegal but Mead and Donegal they end up in the last 12 anyway. they got two decent wins out of it um, Mayo beat them in the last 12 yeah Mayo beat them Park, in the last it was Key and Mackey's debut that's right that's right and uh Mickey Hannon made the point that um, they threw in a few young fellas for the, for the Donegal game because the older boys are a li- can be a little bit battle-weary. Naturally, you know, for us young fellas are naturally enthusiastic, especially if they haven't been getting much game time. And Hannon wrote wrote that. It was in the paper Wednesday, and I was delighted to see the team. Yeah, uh, you know, Kieran Brady, Joe Ward, Kieran Faulkner. Brady, Buchanan, Faulkner. It's all new yeah. to those fellas. They're full of enthusiasm and let them at it. And, you know... Again, I'm setting myself up for a fall, but I don't think we're in for a massive test this weekend at home against Division Four team. The so big question, the big question is, if Cavan win it by three or four points, is it any good? Like Cavan, Cavan need to be stamping their authority here and saying, "Listen, the bookmakers are right. We're, we need to win it by ten points." Oh yeah, absolutely. Like a four or five point loss, and and 
Carlo were coming away with the moral victory there. Like, yeah, like, that that's no good. Like, it's the haves and the have-nots now. Division one and division four. Like, we, Cavan need to be really blowing this this team away if they're if they're to send out a message that that we're alive and kicking. Yeah. The the other point, finally, before we we wrap up the podcast, you're looking at you know it was a point that I was making about Tyrone where they're coming from in, in stage of their development. So they're they're rebuilding this team and everyone's talking about them being top two, top three teams in the country. But they're coming from a base where they were division one and in the league and always in an all Ireland quarter final. Even on their bad years, even on the rebuilding years and they're they're coming back up. Cavan are coming from a base where we were division three football and getting two games in most championships and, and, and being knocked out and that was our year done and dusted. So for Cavan to take the next step, we need we need another crop of players coming through. But I was and I've been thinking about it this over over the last few days a lot. Have we seen anything in our minor team last year, this year, or on the twenty one team that you'd say now, well look at there, we have another crop coming through. We we seem to have stagnated at development a wee bit. Possibly so, yeah. Like, bear in mind, it is only uh, it's only fourteen or fifteen months since since a Cavan team absolutely walked the McCrory Cup. Now, bear in mind, some of those fellas are maybe haven't kicked on in the meantime, but that was t- that probably took a lot out of them as well, and maybe injuries, little bits of things, going to college, changing their circumstances. I wouldn't write write those fellas off just yet. It's only fourteen or fifteen months ago, and like they walked that, and that is a higher standard than the Ulster Minor Championship. I think yeah. most are agreed. Yeah, um, and. Lost an extra time to the eventual Hogan Cup winners, like so. That was a, that was a mighty team. Like that was a very, very strong team. Fair enough, he'd won from man a man on it, who was a key man, and he's on the senior from man a team now. Came on against Wexford there last week, but um, rumor is he'll start against uh, Mayo this weekend. I just heard that down in Ballyconnell during the week. Oh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised. Like and I remember, um, Keane McManus were talking about. I remember yeah. um, Keane just played out of handball and. Like I worked on him. <laughs> I used to be like, "Why would you not come over and play with Cavan?" And I know a lot of people used to be at him, but uh, I think he might have played with Cavan if he could have continued to play with Timor, especially when he was in with all his buddies from school who were all playing with Cavan. Yeah. But he's a good man, a man. I think his father, Bernard, is is a really good uh, Timor man. Like, and yeah. he lives in Ballyconnell, but they're 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 steeped in the club of yeah, Timor. Yeah, absolutely. So, but like, 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 I think that that. I wouldn't write off that team yet. Like, yeah. and this year's McCrory team with a little bit of luck could have went on and made a final as well. Um, so there was some good lads on as well. The under twenty ones this year were a big disappointment, and the uh, the minors this year were a big disappointment. Hey, can I put a point to you about the under twenty ones when when we do bring it up? I remember last year after Tyrone won the All Ireland final at under twenty one level, seeing Peter Donnelly on Facebook or on Twitter or somewhere had a picture up a week after of the Tyrone under-21s in the gym doing another gym session, out and going again. The Cavan under-21s have not met since March 16th when they were beaten by Tyrone. Like, that's that's my issue about development. Our under-14s, our under-15s, under-16s, under-17s under are basically being restricted to meet a limited amount of times every year when Crow Park are making this recommendation. But our neighbours, Monaghan, are up in Tyrone they're meeting regularly. Their development squads in Monaghan meet from under 14 right through to minor every single Saturday throughout the year. And in Cavan, we're not doing this. We're, we're falling way behind on our development. Yeah, well, that's that's a, 
the culture, whatever culture is been is coming from coaching the games and Kevin, that's that's the culture that's there. Like it's like any they say a team has the bears the characteristics of its manager. Like so, whoever's in charge of that would probably that's something that they need to address. If that's if that's situ- I don't know if that's the situation, but if if they are, someone is there is someone on a salary in charge of that and they need to address that yeah well I, I was because I, I, in the last couple of days I've had a lot of football conversations but I spoke with a person who's involved with Monaghan on the 14 development squad last year and after talking to him I made it my business to speak to somebody who was on the development squad for under 14s in Cavan last year they met 13 or 14 times in total he said you know it, it was maybe a, a spat of three weeks in a row at one stage and then sporadically throughout the rest of the year. In Monaghan, it was week in, week out, every single Saturday, and then during the summer, they pick it up to maybe twice a week on top of that. So I'm just, I'm very, very worried that our development has stagnated and and we're living on the past, maybe from five years to eight, nine years ago, where the development of this current senior crop had started with them at 15 years of age, that that were living on the fact that that was a good development squad yeah. and that was being worked on. They, like, they were worked extremely hard. They were made every single week they were doing something. Even if it wasn't collective, they were doing it. They, they had programs. They were all set out to do it. And I, I'm just very, very worried that we're stagnating here in Cavan with development. Yeah, look, at, you, you, the other thing is you're always going to, it comes in lots as well. Like, and it, it may be, that was a golden generation and they got five Ulster titles out of it. And maybe there's just we're just going through a little dip where maybe the talent isn't isn't there for a couple of these years. But, yeah, it's possible. Yeah, but we don't know. Like you could be onto something there as well. Like, but the, you know the thing about it is, you, you won't know until until down the line. Until it's too late. Until it's too late. You, the, you yeah. don't know till it's, it's, it's like advertising. What they say, half of it works and half of it doesn't work. But you don't you don't know which half. Yeah. So you have to do it. And the same with the, with these development squads. Like you don't know if you're doing it right until it's until you've either done it right or you haven't. Yeah, so yeah. It's, it's 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 a tricky one, but look it's at something we'll keep a close eye on. We will definitely make sure that that uh, we'll we'll see how these young players start to develop. Um, it's uh, tomorrow evening, Kingspan Brefty Park, five o'clock. Hoping there's a big crowd there to to show that we're not just sunshine supporters. We're not just there for the clonus days and and uh, and the glory days. We're there for the hard days with with these Calvin boys. We're 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 willing to back them at every opportunity. Just, just before you go, Damien, I want to give a big shout out to Kieran McGowan as well. I bumped into him recently, and he's a, he's a loyal listener of the podcast. So good, Bally Hayes man as well, and a big shout out to him and, and a big hello to his dad, Enda as well. Yeah, legend of Calvin football, Enda, um, and and a, and a, a big hello to Declan Gallen as well, who was uh, I was chatting to him recently as well. He's another big fan of the We Are Calvin podcast. Look, the very best of luck to Calvin seniors this weekend. Hopefully they bounce back with a big victory against Carlo in Kingsman Breffney Park. As we say, throw-in is at 5pm. Hope you get in to support the boys in blue and the revival of this Breffney County. It doesn't matter how far you might rise. At some point, you are bound to stumble because if you're constantly doing what we do, raising the bar, if you are constantly pushing yourself higher, higher, the law of averages, not to mention the myth of Icarus, uh, predicts that you will at some point fall. And when you do, I want you to know this, remember this, 
There is no such thing as failure. Failure is just life trying to move us in another direction. Please remember that nothing worth doing happens overnight. A British inventor named Dyson went through more than 5,000 prototypes before getting that first really fancy vacuum cleaner just right. We remember Michael Jordan's six championships. We don't remember his nearly 15,000 missed shots. As for me, I lost my first race for Congress, and, and look at me now. See, these are the moments that define us. Not the day you get the promotion. Not the day you win Teacher of the Year, but the times that force you to claw and scratch and fight just to get through the day. The moments when you get knocked down and you're wondering whether it's even worth it to get back up. See, those are the times when you've got to ask yourself, who am I going to be? If you are living your life to the fullest, you will fail. You will stumble. You will screw up. You will fall down but it will make you stronger. And you'll get it right the next time, or the time after that, or the time after that. So what we're seeing is that if you're willing to dig deep, if you're willing to pick yourself up when you fall, if you're willing to work and work until your weaknesses become your strengths, then you'll develop a set of skills that you can mold and apply to any situation you encounter, any job you might have any crisis you might confront, but you've got to make that choice. Who are you going to be?